0: Hey, Rick, you know what's awesome? What's that, Billy? The Universal Monster movies. The old classics. Absolutely. All right, so which ones did you get to, to pick out? Did you get to watch this time? Because there's a lot
1: of them. There's there's a bunch. I mean, I usually just go with the heavy hitters. uh Frankenstein to me still, and we'll get in this we go. But I'll always I'm gonna watch Frankenstein regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um The the Lugosi Dracula, you know, uh Wolfman, some of the Mummy. I didn't get to get all the way through it. Uh, Wolfman, I I know pretty well. Mm-hmm. Invisible Man. You you made some comments while we were talking about watching these. About, (laughs) yeah, man. I mean, wow. I mean, uh, we'll get into that character as we go along for sure. And uh, creature black lagoon, the the original creatures man is just
0: still just fantastic. Well, I was gonna say, like, let's start because Invisible Man. You know, he's he's obviously one of them, but he's he's probably a bit underrated. I mean. Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, they cast a pretty long shadow. Yes. So then you know even even the Wolfman I think kind of gets overshadowed by, by those big three. And mm-hmm. um, I hadn't seen, I don't think I'd seen the Invisible Man all the way through ever. I'd seen clips and parts and bits and you know you see them in documentaries and things like that. But to watch it from credits to credits, um, There's a few things that were striking, and the first one is that this is straight up a psychopath horror movie. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, he's like, you know, even whenever you have, you know, like Dracula, he's he's classic evil. Mm -hmm. Frankenstein, he's tragic. You know, the Wolfman, that's a that's a curse, and uh, you know. Invisible yeah, this little man, like I said in that text, he's just a jerk. <laughs> he's yeah, like a straight jerk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just I'm, maniacal, man. I mean, just he, he's, he's the, the footprint for Freddy Krueger. I mean.
0: least <laughs> well, straight up, he walks in and he's like, hey, I need a room. And he's a jerk to the people that are like, like, well, we don't have rooms. He's like, well, you can make one ready for me. And they're, for whatever reason, they're like, okay, <laughs> we can do that. And he's like, I want to be left alone, but bring me food. And so she brings him food and he yells at her for it. And like, you know, it's just just like, he's so, and I don't think, I don't think maybe back in the day, I mean, his, his behavior was odd in the movies and stuff, but people were a lot more civil back then. Like we didn't have all the, the angry cussing, bitching and moaning on the internet. Like we do on the internet now about every little thing and people were, you know, a bit more reserved and had, etiquette and there was there was a certain way polite society acted and it was not like that right but his his behavior was quite striking i mean he was right from the get-go he's nuts (laughs) and and you can tell um yeah
1: just his whole demeanor through the whole thing and and it just he just gets crazier as he goes along and you know say what you will but even as a kid i was always blown away by the effects in that one because you're going okay the monsters i understand Uh, i I see the dissolve on the wolfman how are they doing this
0: right Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's still pretty impressive especially if it was in 33 you know like that's yeah the the cameras had not been around that long for them to be able to figure out how to how to come up with those kind of effects and uh And you have to go back to the melee stuff, you know, uh,
1: the German Expressionism stuff. But some of the stuff that they pulled off in this was, like, pretty top-notch.
0: I love how the <laughs> – you know, we're not, we don't have to go play-by-play, but just some of the cool stuff that he does. You know, like the wife he's, – he's rude to the wife at the, at the end, so she sends her husband. And that husband does not – he's a bartender. He doesn't want to go upstairs and mess with anybody. You got a weirdo living in your attic. He's like, I don't wanna go mess with him. She's like, You need to go mess with him. So he goes upstairs and he tries. He's like, Come on, man. You haven't paid like here's all the reasons I gotta kick you out, and the wife's on my ass, and you just gotta go. An invisible man turns around and throws his ass down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, as if that's not gonna get the police called on you, right? Yeah. Like he's, yeah, go ahead, he's,
1: go ahead and throw me out.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna like, throw walk- you out. All I want to do is be left alone, but I'm doing all these things to get you to get more and more people mad at me, so that you know they bring the noise. Oh, so cool though. Yeah, I did, mean that was he... really pushing the boundaries for
1: that time period too. I mean the other ones are more gothic and and have that feel to it, but you know, like you said, just just the whole demeanor of him in this is a madman, and <laughs> but it's a madman that is more realistic than you know a monster or whatever so he's not totally just you know Renfield kind of crazy he's he's like oh yeah
0: watch this <laughs> watch me take off my clothes and totally disappear I love absolutely. that absolutely because especially like when he's, he's he's messing with people like he steals the bike and he knocks the dude's hat off and he knows that he's doing this stuff just because nobody's gonna believe him like it's right. an invisible man the cop's like you are drunk like he's <laughs> dismissing them out of hand. Like he has them in a big old room, and he's like, "What did you see?" He's like, the "Guy threw my head." He's like, "How many drinks did you have?" He's like, "A few." He's like, "You had a few drinks. You're, <laughs> you're drunk, right?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> you threw my bicycle at me. You're drunk too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah. It's amazing to me sometimes. You 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 think about this was kind of more noticeable in Frankenstein as well, but you forget like how much history has occurred between those movies and now yeah technology and cultural shifts and all that stuff but it's like the, the the sort of stuff that they were scared of making movies about like it's all about science yep It's about what what will you do if you take this one experiment just a bridge too far yep and you know, it's like whatever the the drug that uh, uh, Invisible Man took to make himself invisible. Right. You know, they're talking about the ill effects and the drugs and everything. You you have to remember that, like, marijuana became illegal in 1937. Right. So,
1: you know, yeah. there's there's but, a lot of things happening at that time period that was floating around that. Yeah, I mean, there was a question of yeah, I don't know if you should be smoking that. Oh, I don't know if you should be injecting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you start questioning. Okay, what's what's the the other effects of this? So you can look at it as propaganda if you want. But what I love about this movie, and it's it's what made Cronenberg so great, because he did the same thing. It was about the the science f- fact of what if. Mm-hmm what if this happens right and that's that's kind of the scenario you get you don't really get it in the other movies as much maybe in maybe in Frankenstein right what if, what if we bring the dead back alive right you kind of get this scenario of the heartbreak but yeah Invisible Man is a is a prime example of kind of what Cronenberg made a career out of it's just taken to another level but he was always a what if you mm-hmm. know science kind of guy what if we do have a find a cure for cancer, but it's a parasite you put in a body? But what happens if that parasite takes
0: you over? Right. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I, like I said, I was I was surprised at how much I was enjoying The Invisible Man. He was. Yep. He was awesome. Yeah. And it's a great performance too. I mean, if you mm-hmm. if you remember back, like the best performance in like uh, the uh, Dark Knight Rises was Bane. Because he had to do all of that emoting just out of his eyes with that mask on. Well, Cla- Claude Rains didn't even have the eyes. Right. He's, he's straight up invisible. Yeah. But he's, he's extremely charismatic. I mean, he yeah. fills the screen. He's awesome. So every yeah. now and then, you, know, you don't even see his face until like the last split second before the credits roll. You know, like at all, you, yeah. don't, you don't see his face. But uh, you know him pretty well. He's a, he's an awesome character. So, and what's so great about all of these? And we're going to touch on all of them, but
1: these stories just stand the test of time. It's still something that is relevant. I mean, look how many times we remade this story. You know, all the different renditions and the different names and stuff. But it's still a story that intrigues us, right? Because we all wish we had some sort of powers, right? Mm-hmm. And in every superhero group, right, there's somebody who can turn invisible and disappear or whatever right as a kid i wanted to be space ghost because he had that power right, <laughs> right. <laughs> back before he had a tv show um <laughs> a talk show but, which, was, uh, which was an awesome show by the way. oh yeah, yeah it's fantastic fantastic But what was it we watched uh i'm getting off subject a little bit we, we just covered rock and roll nightmare on short bus and the end of that movie is where the the big muscled up rock and roll guy ends up fighting a demon. It's like a hand-to-hand combat and he ends up choking the demon and then the demon goes,
0: I'll get you next time. And he like
1: disappears. And I'm like, man, that is a space ghost ending right there.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Cause all
1: space Ghost ever did was he'd shoot some cutter lights out of those little wristbands he had at the, the bad guy. And then he would turn invisible and leave and the bad guy would go, I'll get you next time. <laughs> space ghost."
0: So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it's one of those powers that we always wanted to have. And and that's that what if, What? Right? Well, what if you could be invisible? What if that leads to other issues, right? So I don't know, man. There, there's a lot more deeper to this story than just a dude that, that turns invisible because you get that sense of above the law. You get that mm-hmm. sense
0: of, uh, you know, well, what are you going to do? I'll just turn invisible. You can't see me, Right. Well, I love that. How you know he's he's so far gone that he just, like talks to his buddy. He's like, you know what? You know, you're gonna be my partner. Right. And this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna like just rule the world. And mm-hmm. this, of course, his buddy's just like horrified. He's like, yeah, we're just gonna kill a few people here and there. and yeah, that's you know, all. Make, make, make them know that we mean business. And he's just like ah. But man, <laughs> you should imagine how chilling that is. Sure. He's like, he's like, you betrayed me. I'm going to kill you tomorrow at 10 p.m. and there's nothing anybody can do about it yeah and they do all of those things to try to protect him and then he's just like right there in his ear he's like gotcha (laughs) and and even worse when he's like he's like what are you gonna do and he just describes in great detail he's like I'm gonna unlock this parking brake and I'm gonna give it a little shove and you're gonna roll down bounce down some hills and then coast for a couple hundred yards till you hit a boulder and then you're gonna be on fire just Yeah. yeah The only problem
1: is, you don't think about the fact that this dude's running around naked, though. So I'm like, okay, so this naked dude's going <laughs> to jump out of this car onto the pavement or whatever naked. <laughs> That's probably not the best of ideas, either. Yeah, but that, that would hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, plus the fact that it's all through wintertime. <laughs> <Like> he's <laughs> he's cold, but, um...
1: But a, strange man. a
0: pair of butt cheeks right here in the <laughs> snow. What do you think this <laughs> means? But, man, he... <laughs> he lights him up. Like he does yeah. not lie. He's just like, here you go. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm mad and you're dead. Boom. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Abuse
1: of power, man. I mean, that's, that's that thing. The bottom line is, and you kind of see that throughout these stories, you know, those who, you know, receive the powers, abuse the powers. And, and uh, that will always be a running theme in life.
0: It's true because then you move from, that to kind of a more i'm going to go to creature of the black of the black lagoon creature from the black yeah. lagoon yep. that that's straight up an encroachment story like yes. that's you know he's got his habitat and he lives there and they're exploring and um, they're actually following up some explorers that got right. got got by the creature who's uh you know he's that missing link yeah. And that, again, back with science and the whole evolutionary concepts and, there, you know, especially back then, they were looking for that. They were looking yeah. for that that, you know, human something hybrid that they could, you know, tag back and be like, oh, here's, you know... Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of my favorite universal yep. horror monsters of all time. I agree. Um, those swimming scenes, incredible. they are, that cinematography is amazing. Yeah, it is. It is chilling, man,
1: to watch that too. Even, even today you look at that and you go, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fear that we have because of jaws and all these things, it's amped up just as much in this because, Wow. I mean, here's under the water. You can't see what's going on. And this thing is basically mirroring what you're doing, watching
0: every move. It's yeah. He's like, he's he's down there just like tickling her feet almost like, yeah. And you, you almost want to think that she would sense him down there somehow, which she kind of does a couple of times. Like she kind of takes a look around. Um, One thing that was striking to me the first time I watched it was how far she swam away from that boat. Just mm-hmm. you're you're just kind of like in this uncharted tributary off this off the, out of the Amazon, <laughs> and you're just like, well, I'm gonna go dive yeah. off the boat and swim about half a mile away. Yeah, we're <laughs> out here where
1: other people get lost. It's no big deal. I'll yeah. just take a quick swim.
0: But um, but God, she is so beautiful too. She's like, Adams, she, man. Um, yeah. so I've told this story on Scary Dad, and I'm sure you you know it. But mm-hmm. you know, we don't have a lot of those guys left anymore. Um the, the, uh, the original universal monsters group. Right. And so this was 2017. Yeah. 2017. Um, I was playing around on Facebook and something came up and somebody posted something from a horror convention in California where Julie Adams was there signing con- signing uh, autographs. Yeah. So I clicked on it. I clicked on her uh, page and sure enough, she's like in her 90s, but she's still doing the circuit. And um, But you could go to her website, which was managed by her son, and you could order autographed memorabilia, and you could get it personalized or not or whatever. So, of course, I wanted mine personalized because I like yeah you – know, I'm not selling this stuff. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah, this is I, for I, you. I, I buy this stuff for me. I don't care about future value. This is mine, but I've always been such yeah. a fan of the creature. And so um, I ordered a poster, personalized, and paid for it and whatever. Only that it didn't show up. So we're talking like maybe a month later. I re- reached out and was like, hey, um, sorry to bother you, but I never got my thing. They're like, oh, no problem. Here's another one. Right. So I got the second one. And then like a month and a half, two months later, the, the, the tube was all beat up. But the first one arrived, so, so it's like, so I got two of them, and both of them have my name in 2017 on there. But I was like, that's pretty neat because then, because uh, I got two kids. So, <laughs> here you go, y'all. Y'all can each have one of these. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's up there on the wall. It's uh, to Billy from Julie Adams it's a creature from the black lagoon poster for the 3d release that came Man. later. Um, but yeah, she's, that's one of my all time favorite universal movies. And yeah. like, she's yeah. the bee's knees and <laughs> like super sweet. She passed away a couple years ago now. Yeah. Um, I think she passed away last year. Um, she was
1: just in another movie that we, that's going to come out this week. Well, it will be no, not this week, two weeks earlier from now. <laughs> <laughs> I forget where we are on the schedule, but it's coming out, and we did Black roses, and she's an an extra in that movie. She's in there for I don't know five minutes or so, but uh we had a little conversation about her being in that, and you know she's she's royalty man the the this universal stuff is is the platform that mm-hmm. everything else that that still today follows from. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's a shame that she ended up in a movie like Black Roses.
0: <laughs> but, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> the funny thing is, and, like, my dad will tell me stories about music back, you know, in the 60s and 70s and how Top 40 radio worked before everything got, you know, fractured out so much to where yeah. you've got eight different versions of country music or whatever. Right. Studio movies a lot of times had the same cast because they had like a, they had it, you know, basically they had an employee pool. You know, these guys work for the studio. And so a director or producer would come in and be like, okay, who do we got? And they'd run down a list of names and just cast people in their movie rather than have them audition or whatever. They're like, okay. And um, on the special features for creature, she says, Julie Adams says like, she's like, yeah, you know, I got the call and it was a horror movie and I, like I was into like Westerns and romances. I wasn't really into wanting to do a horror movie, but you know, I was a good employee. So I showed up on that first day and then lo and behold here, I'm here. I'm still, still it's right. the thing I'm best known for, but yeah, she right. was basically just, she was an employee of the company and she showed up right. to work. She, she got told where to go yeah. and,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the way it used to operate, and, and the music world was the same way. I mean, even up into the 90s in Nashville, you had what they called the A-team musicians, and that's who played on your records if you're in country. So it, it didn't matter if you were a band or not. These guys are playing your songs, mm-hmm. and your band will play live. Right. But these are the guys they brought in that could sit down, and they would have your song done in 15, 20 minutes. And that's what they get paid to do. And that was just how it worked. And yeah, I mean, the movie industry was the same. Why take a chance on these people when we got all these people that we can mix and match and crank this stuff out?
0: I love the fact, the, the, the story behind the creature concept, how he was designed by a woman, but then the studio head like took credit for it because you know that's what they yeah. did back then. I'm like, what a jerk. Right. But, you know? <laughs> mm. But she, I mean, she was one of those original Tom Savini's. If you look at her, uh, what was her, her? Millicent something. Right. Um, but you look at her office mm-hmm. and she had all those different creature heads and different other prestices and makeups and stuff. She was, she was pretty awesome. She's a pioneer yeah. too. So, Yep.
1: Yeah, to especially, I mean, th- th- that creature outfit with the the functioning gills and everything—it's it's amazing, man. You know, uh, I'm still just blown away by that. So yeah, it, I'm with you, man. He's he's one of my favorite characters, hands down. And it may be why I was so terrified with humanoids from the deep because it was a knockoff kind of version of that. It's just they took the creepiness to another level, but it was still the impact of, you know, uh, it's one thing to have a, a a beast in the woods coming after you, but this is the unknown and it's stalking you, but maybe not in the normal stalking way. Right. It's a little obsession. It's beauty and the
0: beast kind of thing. Well, it is a beauty and the beast, but I mean, Mm -hmm. he was, he was mean before they showed up. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, you can really not tell because he doesn't talk. He doesn't have, you know, he can't, he's, he's a creature. um, But he he can't explain his side of things, but you know, going in whenever he kills those guys at the beginning that that they're encroaching on his, on his property and he ain't having it. And he's, he's not real big on second chances. She's the only one that kind of gets a pass, but you have to wonder if like, like he he thinks she's neat, but at the same time, he still sabotages everything that they're about. Yeah. Like he traps them in the sure. lagoon and he messes around with them while they're trying to get it undone. Yeah. He he pulls their hoses and he tries to kill he, like he, he kills those guys. Right. So uh he, he you know, they finally get away, but there's they're 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 greatly reduced in number from whenever they showed up, you know. <laughs> But yeah, great one. Uh, uh, that's one of those other things too. Invisible man, like bad guys were bad guys. You weren't yeah. meant to really sympathize with these guys and see their, their side of things. They were, they were meant yeah, it didn't to scare you. Till, <laughs> it didn't happen until <laughs> yeah. later on, you know. But jump into Frankenstein, man. Or do you want to save that one for last? I think that's the biggest one. Well, that it's.
1: I can go ahead and say it. There's no doubt. Frankenstein is my favorite one. I, there was a period, probably around 19 years old. I mean, I was just obsessed with the movie because you know it's 99 percent Boris Karloff, right? I mean, the expressions.
0: Um, well, I always let's,
1: talk. A, let's ahead. let's do this. Why don't okay. we take a
0: break and play a couple yeah. of these trailers? And then we'll come back and do the second half on Frank, because there's a lot to talk about with Frank <laughs> this time. All right. So. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive.
1: When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. (coughs) To shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! To prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about, the spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions, Frankenstein. Don't touch that!
0: there it was, alive in the deep, deep waters of the Amazon. A throwback to a creature that had
1: existed a hundred million years ago. Immensely strong and destructive. A woman's beauty, the bait that brought it out of its lair. See underwater thrills never photographed before. See Titanic underwater battles never dreamed of before in this most terrifying of the science
0: fiction adventures. Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. I don't think he really cares. Right. (laughs) Which, which one you call him, but he's one of those that has been, he's, he's such a cultural icon. I mean, he's been around since the early 1800s because Mary Shelley was only like 18 when she wrote the story. Um, Right. And he's been a serious driving force in horror. I mean, he started it all really. If you think about it, she wrote the first true horror novel and the first true science fiction novel all in one blow. And, uh, and she carried her husband's heart around with her everywhere she went. So she's, (laughs) you know, like you, you have these people that like put on strange makeup to try to appear gothy. (laughs) She, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mary Shelley was uh, the real deal.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Which is odd because um putting on Frankenstein watching it last night, um watching watching the opening credits, you wanna hear something remarkably sexist? Huh, sure. Frankenstein the movie is based upon the uh novel written by Mrs. Percy B. Shelley. <laughs> it doesn't even say it's yeah. not Mary. They don't credit wow. her they credit they credit the the widow of the of the poet who drowned right it's that's yeah. that's kind of strange but yeah um huh. i'd never noticed that before but i was just kind of yeah. scrolling through the credits to see if i noticed something but <laughs> wow different times man different times sure
1: sure yep and okay, again just this movie is just it's it's absolutely amazing i mean i always reference when i talk about effects i usually end up going back to fulci's zombie right because mm-hmm. i always take of you take romero zombies and they are the blue gray skin whatever you want to call them whereas Fulchis look like you could smell them right
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's had that nastiness to it the makeup job and the way that it's shot. And of course, this is early filmmaking. So grainy, Mm -hmm. dark, and he looks dead. The sunken in jaws, the, 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 I mean, just the way he looks is, is just unbelievable that that's a makeup job. You know, I mean, later on as it goes along, it gets a little more, campy as it goes along because you can kind of see how some things are done but there's some shots in there man that are just
0: mind-blowing how it looks yeah he's and it's Karloff too just his his yes yes because because he does again he he's a he's an extremely stiff character i mean he's dead Mm. but he's got he's got so much both you know anger and confusion and frustration and fear and all those things just in his eyes you know he 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 makes sounds you know he he yells he screams and stuff but he doesn't say anything but karloff's just such a good actor that he like, you know exactly what's going on. He doesn't have to spell it out for you. Right. Um, that's when you say the effects, but also just like the set design. You know, it's like that. It's amazing. That, that gothy, you know, the, the I mean, it's the quintessential mad scientist. He's got the just white the lab coat on. Right. Um, you know, but just the, the texture of the, the bricks. Mm-hmm. And knowing what you know now about set design and special effects and you know especially like a lot of us home haunters that make stuff out of foam and you know it's right. like you can take a you can take a foam panel and you can score it with a knife and then hit it with a heat gun and it melts just in that way that it kind of looks like brick and you paint. but you look at you know the laboratory yeah. in frankenstein and you realize that <clears throat> set designers have been attempting to recreate that ever since yeah. Like that's that's their gold standard for for gothy looks, you know. There's just so much going on. Like even at the very beginning with the funeral sequence and uh they've got that just yeah. <laughs> random skeleton just hanging out in the yeah it's just it's just a weird sort of vibe, but it's effective. Like everything in the whole movie is is creepy, you know, and <laughs> it's and you feel bad for old Frankie, man, because you know, he's just he's just laying around dead and you know, floating yeah. his brains floating around in a in a in a in a in a jar, you know. He didn't ask to be brought back. You didn't ask for this, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of my favorite interviews ever, because you know I'm a big Phantasm fan, which one of these days we'll do an episode about Phantasm, I'm sure. Oh yeah. But uh when uh Angus was talking about the impact of what he wanted the tall man to be. It reflected all the way back to the universal monsters. And he said, look at the first Dracula, look at the first Frankenstein. How many lines did Karloff have? Very little, right? (laughs) No, So he he, was acting through. Yeah. I mean, very, very minimal, mostly grunts, right? mm -hmm. He said, look at how frightening that was. he said, now, a lot of people say Bride is a superior movie. He said, but look what it starts doing to the character. You start breaking the character down and it's not as frightening. He said, there's something about the least they talk, the more the mystery you keep, the scarier the character is. And I, I really think that's what makes Frankenstein work is because, the acting he's having to do without lines is such a big part of it.
0: You have to wonder. And, in uh, I don't know, did you ever see the remake with uh, Robert De Niro? Yeah. I mean, I thought everybody hated on it. I thought it was pretty serviceable. I mean, it was time for an update. I think, I think the yeah. the, the, the updated bride with sting was quite a bit more terrifying. <laughs> that was, that was a scary yeah. movie. Um, yeah. It was. <laughs> But um, where Robert De Niro's Frankenstein, whenever they was having the conversation, it's kind of like the philosophical, you know, life and death, but he's like, right? he's, he is the monster, but he knows, he's like, I know how to play this flute. I don't remember learning how to play it, but I can do it. And so he's right. got like, like latent skills that his, you know, prior life had that, you know, so you wonder what's going through Karloff's mind, you know? Because his yeah. his brain's been in a jar, you know? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what's firing in there? What's, you know, is it all right. just, is it, is it blank slate and static? And he's just, you know... Yeah. Is, is he are the, you
1: bringing back the memories that you had? Which, again, uh, Romero zombies, that's what they were reacting to, right? They were dead, but those memories are what they react to so yeah I can kind of see where uh, yeah well, you know I, I, I've i never really put that together from the De Niro version but you're exactly right because I thought wow he's becoming really intelligent all of a
0: sudden you know <laughs> <laughs> well he's playing with that little girl which you know if you if the, the movie is so different from the book I mean it only kind of just top lines but even even uh, Frankenstein is not Victor Frankenstein in this movie. It's it's something else, and right, you know, it it follows the basic premise, but you know, and this isn't one of those like, oh, well, we got to follow the the movie, but in in the book, the the biggest problem was that as soon as the monster woke up, as soon as the experiment worked, Victor Frankenstein saw it as an abomination, a sin against God right. and ran from it. And essentially yeah. the monster just sat up and was alone in a room and mm-hmm. didn't have any kind of, like it was, he was not a black or white kind of character. He was just, right. a, he was just a blank slate. Just a thing. Yeah. But, but he, he was super strong and mm-hmm. made out of corpse parts. So he was like super ugly. So everywhere he went, he was treated like crap, which made him yeah. like, and yep. this touches this touches on that a lot because you know he just he gets out and he wanders out into the world and everybody that sees him freaks out and why wouldn't you because he's a scary looking dude. Then he meets right. that little girl and there she's throwing flowers in the water. Look, it's pretty. I throw it in the water. He's like, <laughs> "You're pretty." I throw you in the water.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: You know, he's talking like, about one
1: of the biggest editing mistakes ever, right? Because, you know, the the MCAA or whatever they were at that time, the, the film, you know, uh, people that would decide ratings and stuff, that they would have that scene cut down. And it actually made it scarier, you know, <laughs> than, than it was intentionally going to be. And, yeah, think about 1933. Is that what year this was? monster drowning a little girl
0: yeah (laughs) that's pretty earth-shaking well and she's i mean because in in the book remember he finally decides he figures out who he is and he decides to take his revenge on victor by taking out the people that he loves so he like takes out his uh his fiance's sister Takes out his fiancee, like he he's just going through and strangling folks left and right just to just to get at Victor because he's so mad at him. It's get a back tor- at him. tale of revenge, right? And this one, there's pretty much one casualty, and it's an innocent little girl. You know, he like he yeah. tries to get the, the the bride, but she he gets away. You know, she she escapes. Like he doesn't get her. Um, but whenever that dude starts walking through the uh, town with a dead little girl in his arms, it's like, uh oh but this this just got real real bad (laughs) but man that windmill scene is so yes i mean it's i love how he just tosses victor over the side he's just like (laughs) like i'm gonna call him victor because that's what he's supposed to be dr frankenstein dr frankenstein flings him over the uh (laughs) over the edge and yep you know what like there you go but Man, that that burning windmill! That's and whenever things starts collapsing on him, and he's all screaming. I mean, the acting, the special effects, and back then they didn't have CGI, so that board was really on fire whenever they dropped it on him. They didn't even reinforce, man. They didn't have OSHA codes either. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those films that I don't see how you, you know, if you're a fan of. Just movie making in general you you have to just wonder at how this was put together, and think about just the impact of it, not even as it just being a standalone horror movie, but just the fact of all the movies we grew up watching, so many of them were staying up teens were staying up late at night, and what were they watching? Frankenstein would be on t v or you know even weird science even we've mm-hmm. talked about it on here I mean you know it's alive. I mean, they've got the whole Frankenstein, you know, scene right there in the movie and that's their basis of why they do what they do. So mm-hmm. it's ingrained so heavily in, in just our pop culture in general.
0: It is. And so I was in high school cause we, we talked about video games and going to the mall and I can't remember exactly. It was probably just the universal monsters, but there was a, uh, a fighting game mod came out. You know, it was a it was a it was a it was a console game, um, in the arcade, but it played like Street Fighter. But it had all the Universal monsters, so it had the Wolfman yeah, I and the creature, and you know, and Frankenstein was a big old green dude, you know, and he he mm-hmm. had on his suit, but then like if you if you activated his special power, he'd like tear off his shirt and like like take up take on lightning, and uh, it was like super <laughs> cool. I used to like to love to play that game, but that game actually. I was, you know, mid high school, I guess that game was like, okay, we're going to go rent some Frankenstein tonight. We're going we're to go watch these old movies. Cause, cause this is awesome. And all of your yeah. old, all of your Halloween commercials always have a vampire, a Frankenstein and a wolf, man. it. you know, it's like, yep. And I would have to say, you know, like, American Werewolf in London is perhaps the best werewolf movie ever made, but Landis was inspired heavily by the old, oh, yeah. the old Wolfman <laughs> mythos. Oh, without a doubt. Um, without a doubt. You know, there's so you can't get away from the Universal monsters. I mean, you, yeah. some of them are hokey, and yes, whenever you start getting down to like Abbott and Costello and stuff like that, but even then, that was. I mean, that was a hot commodity. Ivan and Costello were like, they were on top of the world.
1: So is you- it any different than, than the way it is in our time? Because look at the endless series, <laughs> you know, it's Friday the 13th part 48, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we keep dragging on and then you get scary movie and all these parodies of it. It's not really any different. Oh, no. We're still kind of doing the same same thing as back then, but it really was when that stuff had ran its course, right? And, of course, out of that, when you get past the Abbott and Costello stuff, then that's where the Hammer stuff started picking back up, right? Took a well, few years. But then,
0: you know, you have the Hammer stuff going back to true horror. Absolutely. But then you have – and this was, this was a fun episode when Scott and I figured this out because I had no idea – but the the horror hosts, and so what you had was you had Universal had this inventory of films. Mm-hmm. So remember, there's no home video. Nobody's got nobody's got VCRs, so there's no market for them. They're just in the vault, and there's nothing you yep. can do. Um, so Universal reached out to all these local TV stations and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, here's all these movies for free. Just show them." Because then yeah. they could they could get the merchandising and sell the models and the cars and the you know mm-hmm. the the Halloween costumes and all the stuff that 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 went with it. So it's essentially here's a commercial for ourselves for you to yeah. run. And so all of these horror hosts were born out of TV station employees, like the you know like the weatherman or you know the the yeah. the, the 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 donut guy. Like hey donut guy, go put on a silly mask <laughs> and you, and. Uh, but that is a complete cultural thing that's unique. To, it's, it's it's unique yeah. to America. It's an Americana thing that lasted only for so long, really up until we had home video and right. then we could start watching stuff on on TV and 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 uh, or on, on on demand and VHS and whatever. Uh, the horror host kind of went away. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've still got a few. We got still got El- Elvira, but sure. she's not she's not hosting as much as she's just being her. You've got Sven Gulli, who's still doing it. Still doing it, man. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. It's like one of those things, like when Sven announces, oh, we're going to do Son of Dracula tonight, you know, or the creature, you know, the creature returns or something like that. It's just like, oh, (laughs) it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, so much inspired, and then you, like you said, then you've got the ha- the Hammer horror. So then they brought back with C- Christopher Lee, um, yeah. all those all those Dracula movies.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll tackle those sometime too. But you know, <laughs> I, I, the the first. So let's let's do this. This to be good. What was the first Universal monster movie that you remember seeing?
0: It would have to be Frankenstein. Well, but just, yeah, because well. Maybe Dracula. I don't. It's hard to say, but I've probably I've mentioned this before. When I was about thirteen, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in there, because it happened over the course of a few years, my dad would just go to the video store and be like, "Okay, these this is an education in movies. These are the movies you have to see." So, like, when you have those lists, of like, how how have you not seen that? But right. like, he he'd come home with a stack of movies, and it would be like, you know, on the waterfront cool hand luke and the great escape and the magnificent seven frankenstein you know wolfman uh, king kong versus godzilla you know that kind of stuff and it's just like yeah rapid fire and we just you know especially in like in summertime here is so hot you know it's like we just kick back watch movies over the course of a weekend so and again that was over the course of several years that it was just like Every weekend, every other weekend, we were we were watching shows and watching movies and stuff. So it would have been in there: Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, all of those guys. <laughs> How about yeah. yourself? Well, it's it's kind of the same story, except
1: it was my uncle. I had an uncle, Uncle Jimmy, who took us to wrestling and all this stuff. Me, and my cousin Gary. So we grew up spending the night together at our grandparents' house, and he lived there with them. And he was just like a big kid, right? So I mean. He would take us to go see Godzilla movies at the theaters and all this stuff, and we watched. Yeah, I'm I, I'm standing here remembering. I'm ten years old, and I watched the first Dracula movie. You know, Bela Lugosi, and yeah, man, I mean the the scenes with the casket opening up, and the hand coming out, and all that stuff is just so iconic. And it's that thing too of your that age of, ooh, I like this because it's a little scary, but don't scare me too much, right? Mm-hmm. So as a kid at that point, you didn't understand all the dialogue that was going on. You didn't, you didn't worry about Renfield and all that stuff. You were focused on Dracula himself, right? With the hand and yeah, all the stage, you know, the, the stage performance kind of stuff. But, uh, but he was also the person I was with when I saw the first Christopher Lee, Dracula too, which the Scolari lenses, the blood in the mouth. Yeah, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking, hor- hor- horror some-
0: of, you're talking horror of Dracula? The, uh, that, that yes. Yeah, I got, a, I got that on a VHS. Yep. <laughs> bugged the, yeah. the, bug yeah, the, the Jesus mean... out of me, though, because he's like, he's there to kill Dracula. He's got a stake and a hammer. He's like, well, we're going to take a break and kill this, <laughs> like, no-nothing non-player character <laughs> chick over here first and just wake everybody up and piss <laughs> them all off. Like, oh well, no, right. the, the guy's right there. Like, go, <laughs> go there
1: Yeah, first. yeah. <laughs> Right. If you do that, then you probably won't have to kill the other one. So yeah. <laughs> but still just the, the impact of uh, you said it earlier, the the, the this it, how gothic these early films are. Um uh, I nothing against the the Dracula version because it is the iconic Americana Dracula. But I catch myself leaning more towards watching Nosferatu instead, mm. uh, because it's not so much stage acting, right? Well, actually, it's you know silent film. So, yeah, uh, MacTrek is, is is the creepiest dude that's ever lived. I mean, let's just face it, he yeah. is.
0: They, but even made a, some, they even made a movie about him actually oh, being yeah. a vampire. Shadow <laughs> the was a
1: vampire, man. I mean, crazy movie. I mean, dude was such a method actor that he thought he was a vampire. <laughs> Will, Willem Defoe, man. I mean, uh, fantastic. But yeah, man, there, there's still something so classic about Lugosi, man. And, and the things that run through my mind, because you were saying it earlier, for the TV host thing to happen. And you started regenerating all these old movies because of late night TV. In my mind, I think of my cousins and everybody that were a few years older than me that would have all the famous monster magazines and the posters on the wall. That stuff just, I was amazed at that stuff. So when you did get to see these movies and you kind of put that image that was on their wall to actual Mm -hmm cinematic stuff. And, and, you know, yeah. Uh, a horror fan was born. Right. And uh, I've never looked back since that point. So it started early on.
0: I, I'm i going to say like, I, I have, I, I'm thinking the same thing. Like I've been, I've been a horror fan from like, there was a time when I would have told you like, no way, I don't like scary movies because there were certain scary movies that just, but I've been a fan of monster movies like Jaws, like Bruce the shark is a universal monster. <laughs> Jaws right. is a universal yeah. movie. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, I've been, I've been all about like animal and and that kind of stuff since I was a little kid, like, Oh, bite him again, dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like, this would totally suck for me, but you know, you're on TV, so it's okay. Get him. <laughs> but, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I think just that whole love that there's, there's, there's something just comforting especially about those old black and white you know mm-hmm. bella lugosi boris karloff's that shared universe yeah. where um you know obviously dracula and frankenstein occur in the same you know in the same world they they meet yeah, each other sure they, you know yeah um and the fact that you can pull any of them they were they were quality i mean they were studio picks which is fine because a lot of times now with like, whenever you get to like the difference between a studio and an indie, but the studio picks were made more like indie films back then. Yeah. You know, you had a docket of projects that were going on and they, these Mm -hmm. projects had a budget and they had a producer and a director and they had a, you know, they were, they were kind of more run like a, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a a, a project as opposed to film. Like you didn't have all your, you know, high-end catering and your three years of principal photography and all this stuff that, you know, with CGI well,
1: and stuff. You you got to remember it's that transition from stage play to movie set, because this is thirties, right? So we've gotten through the late 1800s where film is just starting. You're going through the silent period and you're getting to the talkies. And even at this point, stage play was still the big the big thing you went to see the actual play so transforming that to this it's treated just like the play mm-hmm. hey we've got so many days to shoot we got here's the sets
0: here's bum, the lines bum, bum,
1: bum, bum. think about of course we didn't talk about it when they, when they shot the dracula movie they were also shooting the spanish version at the same time same <laughs> sets awesome. Same everything, and they would shoot the Legosi during the day and the Spanish version at night. A lot of people think the Spanish version is superior. Uh, the, you know, Good. some things were shot a little differently, but they were shooting them simultaneously because yeah. why not? Yeah, might as well <laughs> get, you, get your time out of the sets, right? Yeah, and now you look at the process that goes to making a movie. You got to have a lineup of people that's gonna sit at a computer for two years and finish out your special effects. And these guys, when the when they said rap,
0: <laughs> that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they they didn't hold on to stuff. Um right. That's one cool thing that I saw um probably told you about this, but there's a pop culture museum in Seattle. And when we were there a couple of years ago, they had it's a it's a horror I mean, they've got horror and sci-fi and they got other stuff, you know, so like you walk through and they've got the wizard of Oz costumes. They've got the the princess bride costumes and then they've (laughs) got props and costumes from all kinds of stuff. So they've got models that are original to star Wars and um, they've got the, uh, the 2001, that big long ship with the ball, you know, Yeah. yeah. all of these original props. They've got Pamela Voorhees head. They've got a mogwai. They've got Jack's, Jack's Axe from uh, The Shining. Wow. Um, Holy smokes. They, yeah, I'll send you a bunch of pictures. I've got them on my computer. They have the um, uh, internal, the, the the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. And <laughs> and scripts and all kinds of crazy stuff. That's but cool. They had an electrical panel, screen-used electrical panel from Frankenstein. Wow. You know, um, yeah, dude, I... I gotta show you these pictures. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah, yeah, you do. I gotta show. I'll I'll put a bunch. I'll do a slideshow and throw it up on YouTube. Because walking through this, place, say. my my wife was like, "Hey, do you want to go to a museum?" But we were in Seattle, like in you know mid, early summer. There's so much to do and so much to see. You're like, I don't want to yeah. spend my whole day and you know like inside. It's it's nice out here. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Let's go and walked in there and be like, that was the best thing I've ever done. This is amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely got to share that
0: stuff, man. That's cool. <laughs> there's a lot of it on my Instagram, but anyway, there's I'll I'll uh I'll pull yeah. them all up and straighten it out. But yeah, dude, there's there's nothing cooler. And then you know, then you have all of your your again your spinoffs. You have things like Lurch and Herman Munster. I mean, and I think that too, that, 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 yep. that comedy thing, we'll have to do a show on probably those two franchises oh, yeah. as well. Sure. Because, you know, again, that black and white Gothic sort of, you know, and I find it ironic that the inside of the Adams family house was actually pink because of the way <laughs> the, the it's kind of like with the TV white guitars that are actually yellow, because right. if you put a white guitar on screen it looks silver on black and white so they painted it on off white so it would show up white yeah if you look at those pictures of the Adams family house every the whole everything's pink because uh, that's that's what made it stand wow. out look like like gray properly um i love that kind of stuff the special sure. effects type and the way colors are used and but you just imagine cuz gomez's suit is like this really bright blue really <laughs> morticia's morticia's dress is black but his yeah. suit is blue and the walls are pink so if you look a see, see a color picture of the adams family on set it's mm. it's pop it's bubblegum poppy it's, very, it's, <laughs> it's super cool but uh i love i love how frankenstein and the others just kind of yeah. transcended their time because how many other movies were made in the 30s that you know of that you can just name off the top of your head that are like you got
1: King Kong in
0: there. I mean, that's kind well, of That's, your big a, one, that's right? a horror movie too.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe it's because of what we were exposed to as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's kind of what you pull away from there. Right. Um, it's kind of a shame, right. Because you would, uh, would assume that's the heyday, the early days, the golden years of, of filmmaking. It's the, the nucleus. It's kind of like we're the MTV generation, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody else will experience what we experienced on MTV. Nobody. Because it's, it's, it's done. It's over. Yeah. And, and you can't really make people understand what that was. And I don't think we have an understanding of what that was back then. We get the aftermath and we go, wow, this stuff is still pretty potent. And like you said, some things come off cheesy now. They probably weren't back then right mm-hmm. and that's just hindsight right things change and and the the scare levels change because everything gets diluted but the message overall is still what's so strong about those movies and you know and we didn't even really get into the curse of like the wolfman uh the tragedy that's there i mean there's no doubt that american Werewolf. american Werewolf was my favorite werewolf movie hands down but there is no American werewolf without the wolf man because mm-hmm. it's the same story. I mean, the guy's tormented by something he can't control. What's scarier than that? Exactly.
0: Just that's always been one of those things that about, you know, the wolfman and, and werewolves in general is again, like you say, the tragedy. It's just like but knowing that at certain, you know, the, the moon's going to change or some other, something or other is going to happen and you're just going to go murder people. Just, yeah. There's no way out. Like, that's just, what's going to happen. Yeah. And it does, yeah. does, doesn't make for uh, good conscience. You know? <laughs> the, the, the great
1: thing that, that Landis did with American Werewolf was that fact of those spirits come back and haunt you until the cycle ends. So it's still playing off the original idea of what, you know, Lon Chaney Jr. is dealing with, but it's just a, <laughs> a whole different level. So, and, and that's, that's the kind of things that I wish we would see more of take the original idea, keep it pretty true, but, but just give it that extra little thing. Don't, don't try to reinvent the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when they remade the Wolf Man. Uh, I had yeah. such such high hopes, you know. That's the movie even that with made, the words of Rick Baker's gonna be in, involved. I'm like,
0: okay, good, we're getting somewhere. And well, that's the movie that made Rick Baker quit the industry. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean that's tragic. And you think just yeah, um, because he walked in and he had people he didn't know that would come in with an iPad and tell him to make the teeth bigger, make them smaller, make the snout longer, yeah. make, them, make them look meaner, make them look more sympathetic. Give them, you know, and he's just like, who the hell are you? You hired me to come do what I do. To do this. And, right." you know, it's just, he said it just got too much. Just every time he's pulled into a movie, they won't let him do what he needs to do. I mean,
1: all he has to do is, all he has to do is have a highlight reel and go back and say, you ever seen this scene in American Werewolf where the dude transforms? just step off because (laughs) precisely
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm right there with you. But but yeah. um, And I I hate dogging on modern movies because there are a lot of good things coming out. Sure. Sure. But I think, I think sometimes they take these concepts and again, they don't have a writer. They have a team of writers who are, who are then headed up by a marketing department. And so the, the, the story isn't, isn't, okay, we start off here and then we move to here and then we go to here. And for these reasons, it's like, how many toys can we sell? Um, how many merchandising tie-ins can we do? You know, is this going to pull a PG-13 rating? And by the right. end, it's so convoluted and watered down that you just don't really have a story anymore. Yeah. And music world's the same way. I mean, you look at how
1: many people are involved that get song writing credits now in a song versus any time before this? I mean, you have twenty-four writers on a song now, and you're
0: like, mm-hmm. "How is that possible?" It's only four minutes yeah. long, right? <laughs> and it only has three uh, lyrics.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. oh, I forget we had we had
1: Freddie Mercury. He could just kind of do it all himself. So I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that it's that thing of, and the movies it's no different because. We've gotten to where it, it's so overproduced, and I think that's the problem. I think it's because it's lacking that soul. Even though we're talking about a bunch of soulless characters here, <laughs> it's lacking that soul. It, if you remake Jaws, it's gonna suck. Yep. The effects are probably look good, but you're missing the soul of the movie, which is not the shark. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's what I think we're missing now. So instead of going back and trying to rehash these and get money off of them, come up with your own idea and put some soul into it. You know, th- there's there's a time and place for these. You there'll never be another Boris Karloff playing Frankenstein. There'll never be another Lugosi. I mean, they are what they are. So making other vampire flicks, okay, fine. Underworld, you know what? I enjoyed a few of those. They're okay. <laughs> you know lost
0: boys lost boys (laughs) kills it
1: yeah i mean so we've gotten taste of those throughout monster squad i mean these are nice little ways to issue those things in but not destroy it Mm -hmm. right so we need more of that kind of concept instead of i'm gonna make another version of frankenstein oh great that's It'll be 15 we've had. And they've all sucked except the original. Okay. Well, And that's one
0: thing that drives me nuts is like, as, as a writer, as a creative, like I understand, like, but if you take like Jimi Hendrix, you know, restructuring all along the watchtower. Okay. Mm-hmm. He didn't write, he didn't rewrite the song. Okay. Right. The chords are the same. The mm-hmm. lyrics are the same. He changed the rhythm and mm-hmm. The delivery and and obviously gave it a lot of soul <laughs> but he didn't like he, right. d- he didn't like try to completely replace the entire thing and I think that's the thing is that it's the untold story it's the story you've never heard well there's a reason you haven't heard it it's because it sucks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the reason a
1: director a director's cut is never as good because you cut out all the stuff that didn't need to be there in the first place right it's nice to see as a fan but really when you get back to it you kind of go you know what
0: that I movie, can see why you cut that out. Yeah, that movie would have been way too long. <laughs> well, we are bumping up on the end here because this is the way the, these things work. <laughs> I think they're going to cut us off in about less than a minute. So we need to say <laughs> thank you for joining us for yeah. this, our final spooky episode of the 2020 season. Um, here in about four minutes, we're going to resume our normal programming So we'll see you next week with another what's awesome. Um, Join us on all of our social medias. We've got the YouTubes and the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebook. Um, Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So before they kick us out, we'll just say bye. Keep it awesome. (laughs) Bye.